0: Bowl, a bowl, a bow, bowl, a a bow, a bowl, a bow, a bowl, a bowl, 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 a hello and welcome to episode 30 of gaming fix i am your host andre cole aka your girl's favorite esrb rating it's a o uh joined today uh joined by alex hello and allison Hello, hello and myself because today we are a very small podcast
1: uh We are a lean, a lean, mean startup podcasting machine. Very lean. Please give us
0: capital. Uh, (laughs) Sam is spending time with his new lovely wife. Uh, Erica is exploring. She's probably sleeping like a sensible person uh, at 640 a.m. in Japan, but she's off in Tokyo. and. Pat, I, I don't know what Pat's doing, but, uh, you know, I'll find his GPS coordinates and give it out to the internet so everyone can find him. Yep. We'll tweet uh, out his phone number. Yep. I'm going to dox Pat. That's that's this new podcast. Um,
2: that's what, that's what, doxing our best boy.
0: Yes. <laughs> best dox boy. Uh, so let's uh, start off today and hear what people have been playing. Alex, what you got? Well, or are well. watching or... Reading
1: or a bit of everything, but this time, if we're talking about actual playing, I have brought a video game. Is it a video game? I don't know. It's kind of a visual novel, kind of an interactive storybook. It's something that Allison brought months ago. I want to yeah, say,
2: yeah, a long time ago.
1: Yeah, it's a little mobile game called Florence. And oh, yeah. uh, I don't know why it recently came back up on my radar. And I was like, oh, Allison was talking about that. And just decided. Okay, Allison literally talked about it. She no, she did, but it came out. It came up uh, in normal life for some reason, no, and I was like, okay. "Oh, right, I should actually do nice. that." So I just did it, and it do, it does like not take podcast life <laughs> outside of podcast life. Yes, it one it does not take very long. So if you're looking for a very uh, complete experience in less than an hour, Florence is a very good game for that. Uh, And It's also really good. I think it tells a super charming and super great story and Like it's obviously a very personal story I don't know if it was being drawn from the lives of those who wrote it and made it but I would not be surprised with like how much charm and how many little things there are to it like it's It's very difficult to talk about because the entire thing is story and it's also like 45 minutes. So
2: yeah, and I also think that people should experience a lot of the gameplay themselves because a lot of the gameplay is really joined in with the story in nice ways.
0: So for those who are having trouble separating in their mind uh, all the narrative phone games, uh, which one is Florence again?
1: Did you like, wanna- what, is the,
0: what is the basic setup?
1: Okay, so you're playing as a lady named Florence Yoon, I believe. And you are just living her everyday life where she's going to work and she's kind of like, eh, this is boring. And then she's like, oh, I'm going to wake up and brush my teeth. So you brush your teeth, you brush her teeth for her and stuff like that. Um, it's, it's very slice of life in that sense. And you can tell she's just kind of getting frustrated with her own modern adult existence. And then she finds some memories from her childhood and then she finds new friends and love and stuff like that. Like that's, I really don't want to get too deep into the details because it is so story based and so short.
2: <laughs> right, because I, I feel like a lot of the things that I I could talk about how much I liked it would be like, oh well, I spoiled that really fun kind of discovery.
1: Yeah, like I have a video going right now on the video version of the podcast, and I'm hesitant to even have that playing just because,
2: because
1: yeah. <laughs> it shows a little bit, which is maybe more than you need, and. For those watching the video version, don't worry—you won't get any of the dialogue. I changed it to Japanese, so Andre, you can, you can uh, watch you're it. But... Speed
0: running it, speedrunning yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> it. Exactly. We get. We
0: get somebody, to, we get yeah.
2: To... Somebody, take that to uh SGDQ, That would AGD. be well, yeah.
1: Speedrun. Yep, the Japanese yeah. version saves you a few frames, but um... <laughs> if you did a Tazbot run, it could be Florence and the Machine. Oh my god.
2: Oh my god! I kind of now. I kind of want it to be real. <laughs> <That's for that.
1: laughs> Wow i I had all these clever things to say and and I was gonna get to a Florence and the Machine joke, but you you nailed it. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it's really good. I don't know. I don't have anything else to say other than it's really good and it's worth experiencing. Um, in our chat, I mentioned that I was kind of surprised by the credits, and this I the entire time I really enjoyed the soundtrack that was playing in the background. And when the credits rolled and I saw the composer, I was like, oh, holy shit, that's why. And uh, the composer was Kevin Penkin, who you may know as the composer for Made in Abyss. Oh! Yeah. I did not know that they were the I actually didn't
2: realize that.
1: Yeah, no, I, I, I went back after and I was like, oh, okay, yeah, I totally see it. <laughs> like with the plinky pianos and the really pretty melodies and stuff like that. So it has a very, 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 very good soundtrack.
2: I think beyond the story and the um, gameplay, the aesthetic in general is really oh, yeah. good.
1: The aesthetic it's is amazing. It's a really
2: lovely game.
1: Yeah. And it does some really cool stuff, um, like, how do I talk about it without spoiling? Allison, you know the section in which there are, you fall off of your bike and then everything is a little blurry and you have to pull things mm-hmm. back together? Like that yeah. is That is really, really cool.
2: Yeah, and not to spoil it, but the way that they do conversations is Mm -hmm. really neat and And, really impactful.
1: Yes, especially when the conversations are less than friendly.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it's... I. Sorry. I read a lot about this. Maybe not a lot, but I read several articles about this back when it came out. Mm -hmm. And now I've forgotten everything, so I just downloaded it. So I'll play that at some point.
1: Yeah, it's it's not a very large time commitment. Um, yeah. I think there's an argument to be made that you know three dollars for forty-five minutes. Some people might not like it, but I would gladly do it again if the studio had made something similar.
2: Yeah, um, it, it, I feel like it's one of those things where it um, it, it doesn't feel like there's any excess. Like mm-hmm. I, I feel like it would be a much worse game if they padded it for time in any way. Yeah, like, so. Yeah.
1: if it just had the exact same puzzle five times, but with different configurations, like if you think like the, if the gameplay was like a Bioshock hacking puzzle, then that would be really lame, but every puzzle is unique and everything is like tailor fit to what's happening in the story. So I think it's really cool.
2: Yeah. And, and, and I, I really hope that a lot of these games that are a little bit shorter, but have a lot to do in terms of story. I hope that there are more of those games. Um, we, we've seen that a little bit with some of the PC, uh, quote unquote, walking sims, but it'd be nice to have more of these for these mo- experiences for things like mobile too.
1: I completely agree. Uh, I can think of very few Plus, others. Plus, as an adult, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like the only Plus other as thing. as an
2: adult, th- I oh. don't have much. I'm sorry
1: no that's okay uh, i was just gonna say the only yeah. other game that comes to mind that's even similar would be something like maybe year walk but i heard that game was like real weird oh it's and extremely weird <laughs> I, I don't think it's on android which bummed me out uh I no i played it on ipad so i don't think it's on android
0: because i tried to patrick brought it yeah it's not patrick brought it up on uh waypoint radio Re- somewhat recently, mm. and so I was like, "Oh, let will we'll see if that's on there yet." Yeah, and it's not. Yeah, still have no idea what's up with that game. Just <laughs> that it's like a surprise, like scary thing, kind of. I don't know. Yes, uh,
1: uh, Florence is not. It is not scary in any way. No,
0: no, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> I, don't uh, <clears throat> I don't know. Maybe you're just like in on the thing, and you're keeping the scary part secret.
1: Yeah. Um. But otherwise, other than Florence, the only thing I want to talk about is. Uh, marginally video game related, and that is that Netflix put out a trailer today for the second season of Castlevania. So, I don't know no, how you if, mean Vinnyvania Pardon me, just Vinnyvania Oh, Vania, Yeah, of course. He's <laughs> like it's just Darabella starring <laughs> as Simon Belmont and all I the would Belmonts. So,
2: I would watch that show like so fast if. if
1: I just had Vinny a really good idea. <laughs> I
0: just
1: Had a really good idea. Are you gonna? Don't don't pull out. don't say okay. it. You, okay, you you, okay. Might, you probably know what I'm thinking. I'm probably yeah. <laughs> it's a good idea, but um, I don't know. Have you have either of you guys watched the original or the first season of Castlevania on Netflix? It's weird to call it a season because it's like four episodes, but yeah, yeah. It is hard to call it a season. I thought it was really, really, really good. It's like an OVA. <laughs> but yeah, know oh, the trailer looks really good. Uh, it's playing in the background if you're watching the video version it's it seems way darker than the first season which was already real dark so it's i don't know looking forward to it It comes out in october
0: yeah uh that the animation and stuff on that's real good man they they show a lot of like dismemberment and stuff (laughs)
1: yes (laughs) there are many bodies impaled on spikes in that trailer yeah
0: yeah uh and that's like like I get it, you you want to be like dark and edgy. And I was like, man, why you got to show so much dismemberment? And <laughs> why is it got to be so like gooey? <laughs> like a lot of like very liquidy and like a lot of blood. Like, yeah, I mean, it's true that that's probably what it would look like. But still, come on. I mean,
1: it's the whole aesthetic of vampires, isn't it? Yeah,
0: I I don't know. I, I've just been watching. Like I've been catching up on the Netflix stuff and. Like, nor- normally it's just, like, a lot of punching guys, but every once in a while they get, like, a really, like, brutal, like, this guy, like, dragged a knife across this guy's eyes. Mm-hmm. Like, stuck in his face and dragged it across his eyes. I'm like, that's too much. And, what like, why do you got to show that? What was that in? <laughs> uh, Luke Cage Season 2. Oh, I have not Ooh. yet watched that.
2: Neither just, have
0: like, I. Like, the fight scene, and he's just like, bop. And it's, it's like a real quick shot, but like, and I was like playing my switch at the time. And then I look up for like this fight scene. I'm like,
1: Oh God. Oh no. <laughs> that, sounds, that sounds awful. <laughs>
0: <laughs> something like something in Jessica Jones season two, where like Trish like drags her nails down a guy's face and just leaves like four big bloody claw marks. And I just, I just, I feel it. And like, it makes me like, I don't like it. I don't like. I don't like that kind of stuff. Well,
2: well the eye thing is especially just like, can't. Yeah. I can't yeah. deal with at yeah.
0: all. Yeah. yeah. It, but yeah, like uh, there's, and then, someone gets their arm chopped off in defenders, and I was like, oh, oh. I, I just don't do well with like dismemberment and like, non, like anything that's not just like, bop. You're dead. Like instantly. I'm like, oh, that would that would hurt.
1: <laughs> Sorry, like, I like the description of Bop. Bop,
2: oh, you're, <laughs> you're dead. Dead. You,
1: You've been listening to a bit of Dave Lang, haven't you? Oh, uh,
0: I I aspire to be near Dave Lang professionally. <laughs> Said no one uh, ever. Aww. I don't want to be like Dave Lang. I just want to be near him. He inspires me. Uh allison Yes. Yeah, what, what have you been playing, watching, reading? I don't know. What have you been doing?
2: Uh I've been playing a couple different things. Um first, I, this is kind of uh not quite video games, but I just the uh um binding of Isaac card game was recently it it's uh Kickstarter made a stupid amount of money and I ended up um that so i don't get that card game because i've played a lot of the binding of ike so i uh i'm probably gonna have to force my friends to play it with me and i don't know what they're gonna think about it so (laughs) like
1: who is this little naked boy (laughs) (laughs) wait so what what is the card game like what is the gameplay
2: um you know i'm not 100 percent um it's I, I think it sounds pretty pretty similar to the actual game, mostly because you have to pick a different... Um, you pick a character card, and then you, you have a starting item, and then there's different loot you can get. There's monster cards. so And there's, there's dice. I really don't know. I was just like, I like the Finding of Isaac. I've played so many hours of that game. So I'll throw some money at it and then force my friends to play the game with the weird crying naked child and i i still remember when my sibling first saw me playing the game and i had one of the uh upgrades that makes you uh <laughs> instead of cry makes you urinate and leo's like what's this pee game you're playing <laughs> i'm like i do- i don't know how to describe this game it's just really good and Nowadays and now he's getting their own copy of of uh, the card game so huh.
1: have you have you finished a run of binding of Isaac? I f-
2: yeah i finished it a few times i haven't gotten a lot i haven't gotten all of the i've never actually um unlocked everything but i've i've gotten a cup i've got i've gotten a decent number of full full runs of it it's it, i feel like my skills in the game are i have to have some pretty decent um, items to be able to do that, but but I I've done it. Fair enough. It's, yeah <laughs> because it's because uh, it's it gets pretty tricky near the end. So um, is it? Mm-hmm.
0: So it looks like it's two player or four player competitive if you can get that many
2: people. Yeah, I think it's it's yeah it's up to four people, yeah. but hmm. I. I haven't. I'm, and I think that they've shown some of the gameplay off, but um, I haven't really watched much of it yet. But it, it, it also, um, the Kickstarter also comes with a lot of cool, different, uh, kind of giveaways and things. Um, like I'll be getting some stickers and a pin. So it, it just seems like it'll be a fun, fun thing as a fan of the of the game.
1: Is Edmund McMillan involved with the the card game?
2: I think so. I think he's pretty involved. Um,
0: yeah, I'm I not think sure. He ran the Kickstarter. Okay.
2: Yeah, I don't know how much he did in the designing of the game, but I mean, beyond the being the person who made the Binding of Isaac in the first place, but
0: in s- looking at stuff on the Kickstarter, it seems like he, yeah, it, he ran the Kickstarter, and like someone came to him about doing the game mm. uh, let's see and then he was like no I don't have any ideas for it and then eventually he got sick and then in a fever dream came up with the idea
1: <laughs> that's that sounds perfect
2: <laughs> you know the Binding of Isaac in general is just a giant fever dream so i'm I'm not terribly <laughs> surprised
0: uh, yeah that I played a lot of that game in like 2012, 2013.
2: That's about when I played a lot of it too. I I played a lot of it when I was um, in college and I'd be, oh, I have an extra hour to kill before the, before my next class and I have my laptop with me. So I'd play some Binding of Isaac. So yeah. yeah. (laughs) But I've also since bought it on pretty much every platform that I own. So uh, got the Switch version, got the, I got it on Wii U, <laughs> so if I pull out my Wii U, I can still play Binding of Isaac on it. Um, but yeah, that, that's, that was fun. Um, I also played just a couple of hours of the of No Man's Sky with the new update. Um, I don't know if it'll still be like a very long running game for me. I played about 10 hours of it back when it launched and then haven't really played it since. So then I've picked it up, um, and I played a couple of hours today. And I, I feel like it's it, it's definitely, they've definitely added a lot. And they've definitely, I think, improved a lot of things. Um, but if you, but it's not like it's a completely different game. So if you're somebody that tried, the fir- tried it at first and it didn't really click, I, I mean, if if all that you really wanted was say space building or the more um kind of creative mode that they've added a while back then you know then it might be worth it but it's it's pr- it's still essentially no man's sky for better or worse um but it, it's 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 definitely really gorgeous um it's been fun to uh go around and see different planets um but I, I think the biggest thing that makes me not as into it as I probably could would like to be is I just don't know about the procedural generation uh, aspect, which is pretty much the game. Um, but, uh, for example, when I first uh, I started a brand new game for this, and it uh, spawned me on a very, very high in radiation planet so it was just like me trying to like desperately uh run back to my ship like get more get less radiated and then run out and get more supplies and then run back and then the next planet had me go to was extremely cold so I'm like great okay can I just have one planet where it's um pretty temperate and moderate and I don't know I I I think that the core idea of exploring planets is really interesting and something I really like but I just don't know if it's if I really gel with the procedural generation and I feel like if this engine and this gameplay was in a more kind of i don't want to say linear but a more directed single player experience i would have liked it a lot more that said i don't know if that's something they would have made because a lot of the big initial hype of the game was the procedural generation was the this is the size of the universe and we've made all these planets and Mm -hmm. we haven't even seen it so it's I, i i don't know it's i feel like that's not the game that they wanted to make when to to make um with a more directed single player experience, but at the same time, I'm like, man, if I could just have a game like this where I explored a bunch of planets, but I, but you know, it didn't immediately spawn me on a giant radiated ball of nothing. And then I, I feel like starting it again, also, you kind of see the little. Repetitive flaws too. Where you go, where I went into a space station, and I'm like, oh, this is the exact same layout of the space station as the other one I was in when I first pulled it up. Um, like it's, but but that that being said, it they really have improved the game a lot, um, and they've really added a ton of stuff. Um, for example, you can now um, change your character cosmetically. You can, there's a lot more base building. Um, I think they've streamlined some of the some of the things, and um, from what I can tell, it seems like you have a more of an inventory. At least I remember the last time I played, I I kept running out of inventory space, and now I haven't been as much. So that you know, there's a lot of little quality of life uh, improvements, um, but it, I don't know how much longer I'm going to be sticking with it. Yeah. How how are the clouds? uh well i'm only playing on a, an original ps4 so uh maybe uh if i'm playing with the ps4 pro the clouds would have been a lot better but they look good uh, i've the second planet i was on uh has rings which looks really cool
1: that's kind of neat i guess
2: yeah yeah i mean it looks really really good and it's it's really nice to just kind of like I, I'm really looking forward to seeing if I can find some chill planets and just kind of wander around and explore. Because I feel like they've really um there's a lot of really nice ways to explore. It's just I, I just wish um and I saw in the Polygon review for this they said something similar. There's something in between the uh Normal mode, which is what I'm playing on now, and the creative mode, which has absolutely zero uh, of the survival stuff. It was just kind of like there's survival things, but you don't really need to worry about it too much. It's kind of chill. Um, just kind of a middle ground would be would be nice. So I, I don't know.
1: And it sounds like Minecraft in that respect, and similar yeah. <laughs> similar to Minecraft. It seems like if you came onto a planet that wasn't just trying to actively kill you, it would be a really good podcast game. Oh yeah, I. It was it was nice even to even listen
0: to me. Even if you're in like imminent danger of dying because the planet is cold or hot, like, I had the same experience with as Allison, where the first planet I was on was hostile in that it was very hot, and then I went to a new planet and that planet was also hostile because it was like irradiated or whatever. I'm like, Just give me like a normal, not evil planet
2: yeah. because yeah which is it, it, why i think it would be a lot nicer if it was like a more directed experience where it's like the first planet is pretty was pretty you know not the not necessarily a tutorial planet but a more you know easy to like kind of find your bearings planet
1: yeah like and that, then
2: it kind of moved out
1: that totally makes sense because if it's if it's your very first time playing the game and you're still learning the mechanics but oh, you're cool. actively working against a timer now that makes it so much more stressful
0: yeah uh and like, I pr- like I I would like it if that had happened to me. But also like I appreciate that like anything can happen. You can end up on like yeah. any kind of planet, and it's just maybe not like the best for like getting on new players. Uh, I put in like sixteen hours to in like the original launch version of No Man's Sky, and I had like a decent enough time, but I just got kind of bored with like the gameplay loop. Um
2: yeah, and I, I, it's it's it a loop I wish like
0: I liked there's more. Game. There's, like I've talked about when Pat's talked about like stuff like Subnautica and other things where I'm like I'm not into like the make your own fun games, but I like the idea of No Man's Sky enough to just kind of like hang out for a while. Um. Yeah, it's I I want to get back into it, but then just those first two planets I was like. And then I went to a space station and the guy was like, I'm going to give you a multi-tool. But then I pushed the wrong button and then I got backed out of it. And then like, he wouldn't offer it to me again. (laughs) And I was like, "Mm." so I, I don't know. I might just like restart again and hope to get a not bad planet. Uh, so that way I don't have to like worry too much about like okay, I have to be like looking f- like one, this planet is bullshit because it's all scorched. And two, I have to be looking for like uh what is it? I can't even remember. Is it sodium? Maybe sodium yeah. for my life support stuff. That's just very annoying.
2: Yeah, and I feel like they have um at least from what I've seen, they've they've definitely simplified some of the uh a resource gathering or, so, or rather you you need resources but it's, it's it's it seems like it's a little bit easier to get them because i remember the first time i played just like wandering around the planet going why can't i find the last bit of whatever i need so i can launch and leave this place mm-hmm. um yeah I, it, it's a gameplay loop I, loop I wish i really liked because the idea of kind of exploring around um, space is super appealing to me but I, I do kind of I wish I could do that and have some a lot a little bit more of a directed objective like kind, kind of yeah. kind of like almost like an open-world game where it's like you can do this but you can kind it, of explore
0: it sounds like once you get out like once you finish like that kind of first area like there is a story to follow yeah
2: I think I it's think there's like some starting
0: of it. off. It's like okay, like here's how the game works. Here's what you're going to be doing. Cuz like in the first one there was like we go to the atlas stations and that was basically and then you're on your way to the middle, but now it seems like there's actually like some sort of narrative to follow. It's just it's not surfaced right away. Mhm. But yeah, I want to get back into that. But there there's so many things to play. There are so
2: many things to play. And speaking of, we both have been playing a game uh called Octopath Traveler.
0: I beat that game, beaten air quotes. Mm-hmm. I got I got credits to roll.
2: Uh
0: meaning I beat chapter four for my first character.
2: Oh sure.
0: So yeah, I beat Alphans chapter four before that. And then I beat uh Ophelia's chapter four after that. Uh I had there that game is kind of the same problem I had with Nino Kuni 2, where the game's pretty easy up until like the end. And then there's just like a weird difficulty spike where it's asking you to do things that it, the game doesn't prepare you for really before.
2: Mm.
0: Like yeah, just like life. Yeah, basically. Um yeah, hey, congratulations, you graduated from high school. Now pay your taxes with no help. Uh but yeah, it's like maybe partially because I didn't go and do like this like the side dungeons. Like I missed mm. out on like some strategic some strategy it was teaching me or something. But like I like as I started to put together my okay well if I use this ability and then this ability then I'll be doing a lot of damage and I put on like this like equipment and then I'm doing like 16,000 damage instead of like capping out at Uh, 9999 which like because I was doing like oh I'm doing like twice the damage I was before I should maybe I would have been able to beat it before and so like when I came back to one of the bosses um who was, like, summoning stuff uh, in the fight. When I came back last night, I was able to beat that boss without them summoning anything because I was able to keep them, like, on a loop where I was, like, knocking them out before they were and keeping them out for, like, two turns instead of just one. So I, I kept them on a loop where they weren't able to summon anything and I was just doing a bunch of damage.
2: Yeah, I, I the I, the one thing I do like is that it feels like it's usually pretty easy to leave a boss fight and then come back. I mean, you you have to like work your way back to it, but I had an issue where I was um, got to one of the um, it, was, it was still a fairly early boss. It was it was one of the chapter two bosses, and it's not it wasn't particularly hard, but I was just had a really weird setup with my characters, and I was I didn't have really great um, coverage for the weaknesses and I was having issues with not having enough items. So then I just went and did a couple of side quest things and then came back with a better character lineup and uh, better uh, better items and was able to do it. So it, I, I, I feel like even when I get s- stuck in this game, which I'm still relatively early on, so I'm not quite like stuck as is, is in quotation marks because it isn't you know, a terribly hard game, but, um, it's usually fairly easy to, uh, work your way out of that and get back mostly because also the fast travel isn't really, it doesn't seem to really have many restrictions. Uh, I don't know if I've seen many. Um, Mm -hmm. so, so if you're at a boss or if you've saved right before a boss and you go, you know, I I need to do something else. It's pretty straightforward to just, uh, um, travel to a different city. Um, from it so
0: you know thing is you have to like you can't just fast travel back to that spot
2: you know it'd be really nice (laughs) if you could but uh but i I mean a lot i i haven't really been that annoyed with any of the uh uh i don't want to say dungeons because they're not really that level but uh any of the lead up to the bosses isn't super it's never super tedious at least that's not that i've thought of
0: yeah it gets gets more so later in the game. Um,
2: oh, okay. Good to know. And
0: just, like, the enemies have a lot more health and, you know, stuff like that. With, yeah. You know, that's standard JRPG stuff. But, yeah, I I wish the game did a better job of, like, teaching you, like, hey, you need to make use of these abilities. Because
2: mm-hmm. I was
0: able to pretty much just, like, brute force my way through all the boss fights without even like, trying that hard. Like, I think the only boss fight that I failed was my second boss fight of the game with Honey against her Chapter 1 boss. And I only mm-hmm. had two characters, but, like, I was like, oh, okay, I guess this game's going to be hard. And then it wasn't until I got to Chapter yeah. 4, uh, which was a bummer. But uh, yeah, uh, the I think- credits are very cool, and I wish Ooh, okay. I... I want to see more games adapt to credits or like the style of credits that this game used.
2: Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm really excited about that actually. Um, yeah, I, 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 I've just been really, I've really been enjoying my time with it though, mostly because it feel, I feel like the core gameplay has worked really well for me. Um, it's, it's not terribly hard, but I feel like there's enough strategy to it that, um, Especially if you want to, even if you're playing against a hard enemy, there you can have enough strategy and okay, I want to get, uh, not have get any damage from them. So how do I strategize around that? So I, I feel like there's a little, there's some fun in there, and uh, I, I've also unlocked I think all but one of this of the jobs. Uh, so that adds a lot more uh, coverage, which makes things, which is has been fun um, and it's also fun to just mix and match, match the secondary skills and go, why can't I have like 10 of these instead of just four? Um, yeah,
0: that, that's very annoying. Um, I I didn't realize until like yesterday that if you change the secondary job, you still keep all the skills you unlocked. I, yeah. I, I did not realize that was a thing. I thought like if I want to have like the warrior skills, I need to keep the warrior subclass equipped, but apparently not.
2: It's to the point where I've actually um, wanted to give somebody the like one of the, I can't remember which one, but one of the cleric skills. Um, and, but I didn't really need them to be the cleric. So I just gave them the cleric job for a little bit, um, used a bunch of job points to get to that secondary skill mm-hmm. and then unequipped it. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, I, I've got like, I think Ophelia, because I've just had her be the scholar the entire time has like, 20,000 job points or something at this point.
2: Yeah, Tressa... Uh, has I think Elfin does job. too. Tressa was my first character, and she, and she has all the job points right now. <laughs> um, yeah. But, there, but there's... I, I feel like there's... Uh, even if the... Uh, even if the difficulty curve could be better, which it sounds like it could be, uh, I feel like the, the way that they unfold all the different... Uh, all these different little things has been really nice. Um, Just because I feel like it's, 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 it's kind of worked up to the strategy in, in a decent way. At least I feel like Um, just because I feel like if all of the jobs had been unlocked at the start, all of the characters have been unlocked at the start, all the skills, uh, all the secondary stuff, I'd be like, what's going on? How do I, how do I think of all this strategy? Whereas, whereas now I've been able to, kind of unlock it as I go and um, I feel like it's 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 been it's been nice and it's uh, it's it's not a terribly hard game at least at the start but at the same time like that's been kind of a relaxing game to especially play on the bus where I can just go oh I'm just gonna get a couple of uh, get a side quest done here um, on my way to work or get do um, I haven't really had any need to do any serious grinding but uh, I'll, I'll just walk to the city and and get a couple fights and so it's it's I I've really been enjoying it a lot
1: so I haven't touched it since the demo which remains the truth mm-hmm. <laughs> but mm-hmm. I know reading about it in the past that uh, developers and square and everything they've said that there's never going to be any DLC for it they considered a complete game do you do you think like especially Andre because you finished it or at least you finished one uh yeah, one story two, of two stories sorry two stories then uh having finished it does the world feel like it's changed in any way or could they like tell other side stories or like would an octopus traveler to appeal to you or is it too soon to say uh if well the problem
0: is that like the stories for the most part are very personal um so there's not at least some of them. Uh, I don't know. They, it's not like a lot of, like, ooh, this is like a threat to the world or anything. So it's, just, you know, people are just hanging out and like every chapter takes place in a different town or like every character's chapter takes place in a different town. Uh, and like some of them, like two characters will go to like the same city for their story. But it, I really don't feel like I'm having impact on the world because like the characters who appear in the story only appear in the story they don't just appear in the town and like that's kind of where like kind of where some of my issue with the game comes from is it just feels like they wrote these stories but they didn't write like the world at all or they didn't like write the story into the world they wrote the story and they wrote the world and they're like oh well we're going to put the story in the world but the story doesn't the stories it's like own thing it's like an instance in the world or something
2: yeah there's occasionally moments where you have impact if you like talk to the characters but it's usually in a pretty superficial way um like there's one town where there's a uh character who is like kind of running the town with an iron fist so to speak and so you kind of run him out of town and uh if you talk to people in town, they're like, well, he's gone, but I still got work to do. So it's like, okay, I guess like, it's still the same, like, which is kind of realistic in certain ways, but at the same time, it's, it, it it, it would be nice if you had a bit more of impact on it.
0: None of like the NPC dialogue has been like worth really reading for me. Occasionally there's like an, a semi-interesting side quest, but, um, to me, um, like, there was a dog. I, I sent you guys the picture of the dog. And you can inquire or you use, like, a path action on the dog. You can steal from the dog. If you steal from that dog, mm, Ooh. I have words for you. He's a good boy. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, it, like, my main problems with the game are it does not, like, set you up. It doesn't, like, ease you into, like, okay, you have to, like, use some strategy in these battles. And then, two, it feels like a lot of these stories are, like, half-baked. And, like, they're, like, the beginning. And, like, they're, like, the beginning of, like, the, the beginning. The beginning of the middle. And then, like, the very end. But mm-hmm. there's, like, a bunch of, like, missing parts. And, like... There's small, there's small enough stories that like, hey, whatever, but you know, I'm 60 hours into this game and I'm like, I, I wish like there was more about these characters because, and like more interaction with them. And like, I got like, there was like some travel banter after I beat like my main character story, but there wasn't after I beat like Alfin's story, like, okay. I guess. I guess Alfin just sucks, and like, it, it was, was like a little epilogue for Ophelia, and I don't know if that was because she was my main character or because that's like part of Ophelia's story. Because I didn't get that for
2: Alfin. It it would sure be nice. Um, I I like the interaction that exists. I think it's it's really pretty charming, but I wish that. Um, Basically, if you want if you get party banter you have to have the characters in your party at, this, at the time that you do it um, so all the characters ha- should I from what I understand should have par- par- uh, party banter for all the characters but they all um, trigger at different points in this in the chapter and I, I don't know I think I saw that there was an order but I'm not 100% sure so um, I wish it was. I wish it would just um, act like all the characters are in your party, and you could just get all the travel banter. Even if even if Primrose is hanging out at the inn, like just give me the the travel banter for Primrose.
0: Yeah, because it goes from like, oh, these characters are in your party, and you have to have them in your party for the travel banter. To this character is alone, and they're doing this whole story by themselves, except in battles. And it's just very frustrating to me that, like, I don't know. It feels like the parts of the game, like the writing and the gameplay and the story. uh, It feels weird to separate the writing and the story, but it feels like they're all, like, working separately. And then they're like, oh, great, we have to make a game. And then they put them all together and they didn't really, like, think about, like, I don't know. RPGs have come a long way. Yeah, I, this is. I would say that like RPGs didn't even need to come a long way. Um, like games like Chrono Trigger and like stuff like that, like do like the writing and the world building very well, and like the character interactions and stuff like that. But I feel like this game just kind of misses the mark on a lot of that stuff. Like it doesn't need to be some big like world-ending cataclysm that everyone's fighting against. It can be all these smaller stories, but. <laughs> Like, hey, like if I've got, you know, this one party that I like to use, maybe make it, maybe let me spend actual time with these characters and have them interact in the story instead of just, oh, hey, I see you look sad. Sometimes I'm sad, but you should be happy, which is basically what travel banter is uh, like I based on the travel banter. I want to get to know some of these characters and like see them interact more, but they don't give you that opportunity.
2: Yeah, um, I, I think I like it more than you do, but I, I do wish that there was more of it. Um, mm-hmm. What exists, I think, is really charming, and I, I really like that it's... I, I do like the kind of smaller stakes and the more personal stories, um, and I don't really even mind that much they're kind of all dealing with their own personal stories on their own, but at the same time, I, I just wish that there was a little more, um, uh, a little bit more of that travel banter and a little bit more of that interaction.
0: Yeah, uh, so I'm gonna for some reason I'm going to keep plugging away at it. Uh, because I mean, I'm 60 hours in now, I might as well at least try and beat all the character stories. Except, all the characters I have now are like, I think my next highest level character is like 38, maybe. Mm-hmm. And where like the four that are currently in my party are all like high 50s. Mm-hmm and the suggested level for chapter 4 is 45 but i had to get i had to like level up a bit before i was like oh okay now i and like i did like a bunch of other stuff before i was like oh okay now i can do this Just that difficulty spike is wild <laughs> <laughs>
1: But with regards to the story and the writing and characters and everything like that, one thing that the internet is really good at is deconstructing a video game and like finding little secrets and then sharing that. Like, have you guys interacted with the community at all and kind of looked at the crowdsourced kind of, Hey, look what I found kind of stuff.
2: A um, little bit. I, when I'm at work and I'm thinking about the game, I go on the uh, Octopath Traveler Reddit a little bit uh, and mostly kind of lurk around. And, and there's a little bit of that there, but it's, it's uh I haven't seen too much that. Also, I'm trying to avoid spoilers. So, Uh.
0: like, there was one bit of travel banter that I really liked and made, and it's like, oh, I wish to do something with this, Uh, but they don't. And, uh, like, there's a, so there is, like, a, not even like a true ending, but there is, like, a final dungeon boss thing uh, that you can do. Like, you have to, like, I think you have to beat, all the main characters' stories. All the main character. You have to beat all the characters' stories, and then complete like two side quests that are like multi-stage, and then you unlock some like secret dungeon, uh, and mm-hmm. with like a hard boss. And you apparently need to use all the characters in like I think to beat the side quests or something. I don't know. Uh, that sounds cumbersome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so uh, we'll see. I. I want to keep plugging away at it for now. I've got, you know, I've got a month left of summer, so I I could beat it. We'll just see if I actually want to when that by that time rolls around, because uh, we got Goku coming out in Dragon Ball Fighters.
2: <laughs> and, and, hey.
1: Um, August. Uh, there, that one was for you, Alex. Thank you very much. I'm glad we got it in, and I'll uh, I'll be talking about Don and again soon. I'm sure.
0: I. Wait, why? What? Oh, just because? Uh, I, I should play Donkey Ropa 2. <laughs> or 3? Well, yeah, but I should play 2 first, right? Probably. Uh, I started it, and then I went, you know, I just played the first one. I don't have it in me to sit through another visual novel uh, at the moment. But, uh, does anyone have anything else they want to talk about that
1: they've played or anything? Because I've got a little topic of conversation maybe for it at least um, how about you you allison are you good with going for it
2: i'm i'm good with that let's let's find out what you what you've okay. got
1: this story
0: on uh well, the story on polygon uh nickelodeon cart racers isn't the prettiest game but it's captured our millennial hearts yeah like you know i don't I don't have any intention of playing Nickelodeon Kart Racer, but what what game has captured your millennial heart? <laughs> uh, it's, you know, it's not, not this, uh, this the last quote from the article. Look, this appears to be a hurried tie-in, the sort of game you'd mysteriously find for sale at your grocery store a decade ago, and yet despite our minds telling us to resist its trashy charms, our hearts scream
1: yes. So to define this is this something that isn't necessarily good but just kind of speaks to us on a spiritual level about like i don't know yes. doug
0: <laughs> yeah doug or just like i you know i played a lot of, like i played a lot of time games as a youth uh i don't know just what what are those games that you're just like i know this isn't this isn't good Or it doesn't have to be a game, but I know this isn't good, but for me, it just it speaks so directly to like my nostalgia
1: or something that I'm interested in. That's a very good
2: question.
1: On N sixty four, well, I I don't know about you guys, but we rented games all the time just Mm -hmm. because buying them was just too expensive. And you know, if you're spending $80 Canadian on a game, and it's terrible, you you know, eh, not really worth it. So um, one of the ones that we rented And that I thought was absolutely horrible, but I loved it was this Rugrats kind of style uh, Like it's almost like a Mario Party game, but with like the Rugrats characters. So like there's like Reptar tiles and stuff like that and Something about that even though it was awful was incredibly charming to me (laughs) there were two i think i had rugrats in
0: paris for the ps1 i think i had two rugrats games there were definitely two i might have rented rugrats in paris i don't know but i played that rugrats game a lot uh for me like the harry potter games at least like mm-hmm. one one two three five and six four is bad and then i never played seven because i heard it was bad but like i don't know just running around hogwarts and like mixing potions and stuff because like they did like an open world hogwarts and that was real cool uh i think those games hold up maybe they don't but i think they're fine
1: The
2: weird yeah they're very nostalgic
1: i was gonna say like oddly if i think back to being let's say somewhere between the ages of 11 and 14 a lot of the games that really would have spoken to me just on that level of being like, Oh, this is terrible, but charming. And I love it would have been on like new grounds.
2: <laughs> that's actually what I was going to say. It's like a lot of flash games on like computer flash games. That yeah. That's pretty much what I, I was thinking about being not necessarily good, but I played a lot of, um, of kind of questionable flash games when I was in, uh, uh middle high school, um, mid two thousands. Um, like the, there's the website Postopia, which was all like post themed, like games that were all pure advertisements, but they had like a mini golf game that I played a lot of. <laughs> um, and I was just thinking about the, uh, um, somebody brought up recently in, in my friend circle, um, uh, Homestar runner stuff in a, there's the, um, there was the uh, text adventure Peasant's Quest, which I oh, yeah. really liked when I was in.
0: There, um, there's like middle a Trogdor school. board game on Kickstarter. There is. I'm yeah. kind
2: of considering getting it. You know, I don't know that who would play it with me, but, but I. But I have a lot of nostalgia for Homestar Runner, so that um, totally. Peasant's Quest in particular was the one that was my fave. But
1: did did um, you also play uh, Strong Bad's cool game for attractive people?
2: I never did, actually.
1: It's pretty good, actually. If you're okay with like the kind of old style adventure game,
2: you know, I I am, and I probably would be for Homestar Runner stuff. But Uh, yeah, um, there's nothing more nostalgic and and kind of bad than pretty bad uh, flash games.
0: Uh, so this Nickelodeon Kart Racer game comes out October twenty third, and so like you know, despite looking bad, is there anything like current? Where you'd be like, you know, this doesn't look very good, but I'm I'm into it. Like either something that exists or is there something that could come out and be like, no matter how bad it was, you'd be like, Okay, I can I can mess with this.
1: If if they went back and they made an Angry Beavers game, that I might don't. that might pull me in.
2: I would Please. I loved Angry Beavers when I was <laughs> a kid.
1: Oh, wait, loved is, them. Hold on, is I wonder let's see but bear in mind i haven't looked at this nick Lodian game i don't know what the roster is so maybe yeah, there no. are some angry beavers in there <laughs> i'm trying to see i'm trying to see.
2: see
1: there was an old canadian television show and i don't know if you guys ever had it um uh, it was the first as far as i know it was the first ever fully cgi show It was called reboot Mm-hmm.
2: I uh, vaguely remember that, yeah.
1: Yeah, if they made something, well, I should say there is a current version of reboot that's airing right now, and apparently it's god awful and terrible. And it's like, it's half live action and half CG, but the CG's worse than it was in the 90s. Anyways, if they went back to the original reboot and finished that story because it left on a cliffhanger in like the late 90s, that would be pretty great.
2: Um, you know, the thing that would probably do it for me would be, um, if they did this for some of the old cartoons and things I watched um the one that I was thinking about the other day was that there were a couple of um Sailor Moon games that never got released in the U.S. uh so if they if they released like a big Sailor Moon RPG nowadays and they localized it to the U.S. I would 100% play that entire thing even if it was bad Um,
1: what if it was a Sailor Moon dancing game
2: you know I would play it I would play it I
1: know people would play that like come on (sighs) Especially I Erica. Eric would love a rhythm game about Sailor Moon. <laughs> <laughs> it just, just throw in a hot scene Miku as well, and I'm in. It's, it's anime and rhythm games, all Erica's yeah. favorite things.
2: If they had the songs from the live action version of Sailor Moon, I would be thrilled.
0: <laughs> Have you been following that saga, or did you read that piece? Or was it Kotaku who did the piece <gasps> on like finding oh the American gosh. Sailor Moon?
2: Yes, that was, that was such a good piece. Right, what was, uh, if you what haven't was read it, there's. Uh, there's a piece on Kotaku, which is basically trying to um
0: There uh, was an American find... pilot for yeah. before Sailor Moon came to the US. To, like Hasbro or something. It was like, we're just going to make our own Sailor Moon. And it was like live action and animated. It was like, basically, it was live action teenagers and like their cat. But then like when action went down it was like all like american style animation it's like i don't know like he man she raw kind of stuff yeah not like like directly but like no no that'd be too old but like that 80s like late 80s early 90s style animation thundercats yeah yeah Uh, i don't think Like the only thing that exists is like some clips from the intro or like the intros basically, but none of like the show, I think, I don't know. I didn't get to read the full thing. I saw some video though. Oh boy.
2: Yeah. It's, I've watched the, um, one proof of concept clip a couple of times and it's, it has a, it has a song that's very, very cheesy early nineties. It's, it's great. Um, I, I, I have a weird fondness for the uh, Japanese live-action Sailor Moon, which is from the early 2000s. Um, and it's basically kind of uh, very, um, not quite Super Sentai, but kind of in that same vein. And it's very cheesy, but it's arguably my favorite version of Sailor Moon. <laughs> so if they involve that, some if, if they bring anything of that over to the US, I'm buying it immediately.
1: What if, what if there was a stage production of Sailor Moon similar to the stage productions of that bike anime and also Death Note?
2: <laughs> there are a thousand Sailor Moon live-action shows. Like, it's a thing. Okay. Um, it's, uh, I'm
1: not surprised.
2: Uh, yeah, Sailor... Like, there's... It's called... Like, it's called um, in a very... It's shortened to Sera So it's like Sailor Moon musicals. And there are... It's not just that there's one of them. There are... There are I don't even know how many. I'm trying to see if there's if there's a number, but there's several, if not. Okay, there have been thirty-one musicals. Oh
1: my god. Okay, never mind. Yeah. I thought yeah, I think it's, it's,
2: it's a it's a thing. <laughs> the series consists of thirty-one musicals which have had more than eight hundred performances, and they've been doing it for they've been doing it pretty much uh they've been doing it pretty much regularly since sailor moon was first a thing
1: you know we stopped doing our monthly watching slash reading slash whatever i think we might have to bring that back for a sailor moon <sighs> musical
2: i i'm game <laughs> i'm game
1: <laughs> but uh andre did you have any any properties or anything from your childhood that would just make you kind of i don't know like lose I mean, your lose shit. your shit ever so slightly I mean, anytime I see like Dragon
0: Ball, it's I'm like, Ooh. but then like most of the time, I, I haven't bought a Dragon Ball game in like a long time, bought and bought a Dragon Ball game except for Dragon Ball Fighters, uh, because that game's real good. because uh, like I'm I've I haven't been a fan of what they've done with the series since like the Budokai games. So if they put out like another Budokai game, I'd be like, Oh, yeah, we're at Tenkaichi, either one, because they were Budokai, then they became Tenkaichi. Uh, if they did another one of those, I'd be so stoked. Uh, just because, like, I really like those 3D fighting games. Um, let's see what else. Uh, if they did, like, anything with, like, Cartoon Network, I was way more into Cartoon Network than I was uh, Nickelodeon. I, I like Nickelodeon, but, like, oh, Powerpuff Girls, Dexter's Lab. Oh, sure. Uh, Stuff yeah. like that.
1: I, I have a hard time differentiating between the two because ours was all, were all kind of consolidated in Canada. Um, so we, like, the same channel played Powerpuff Girls and Samurai Jack that also played Doug and Rocco's Modern Life. That's
0: just got to keep them separate, separate but equal. <laughs> oh,
1: God. <laughs>
0: uh, but yeah, like, yeah, like, I I spent a lot of time, like, I didn't even think about this till just now. I spent a lot of time on, like, cartoonnetwork.com playing uh like the flash games on there like they had some really elaborate like courage the cowardly dog games i think they were courage the cowardly dog or no they were like a game i don't know who you played but you were on like these resort islands.
2: oh my god i remember that game
0: and like they were like adventure games you had to like, go around and like you were like talking to people and then like getting quests and then trading items to like npcs
1: Did lenny walkabout
0: maybe i don't know uh i spent a lot of time playing those games i don't know if i ever beat them because like they were so long it's or they felt so long i was bad at them maybe i don't know uh maybe i should go back i don't know if those still exist
1: more recently um i have a friend who played a ton of this flash game for adventure time which is basically a moba it's like dota for kids and he said he loved playing it because the only ever the only people who would ever get matched against were like 10 years old so he could just beat the shit out of them <laughs>
2: <laughs> guys i found the very first uh sailor Moon musical and it's subtitled on youtube so
1: oh, all right
0: good. <laughs> <laughs> wow that's hmm okay yeah I don't know (laughs) you know you know what game or show was upsetting cat
1: dog That is a weird show upsetting though just conceptually like it made you question your existence or it's just weird was cat dog also the one that I had I am cow no
0: that was that was like a Cartoon Network is I Am Weasel and Cow and Chicken.
1: Oh, Cow and Chicken—that's what I'm thinking of. Yeah, thank you. Cow and
0: Chicken has the episode where a bunch of lesbian bikers come through and they just all line up like goats. They're like, I don't know, they line up like side by side and then they just eat the carpet out of the home. (laughs) It's a children's show. They have lesbian bikers eating a literal carpet.
1: Man. They got away with some really salacious stuff in the 90s. <laughs> that
2: they did. Are,
1: are we better for it? I don't know. Pork buds and taters. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. The world may never
0: know. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, that was just, you know, our millennial hearts. We, we are the future. So I was wondering uh, how, you know, just doing some market research for how... We could uh, capitalize, or how others can capitalize on our nostalgia. So, Angry Beavers, Dragon Ball, and Sailor Moon—you heard it here first. And make sure That'll...
1: it uses make sure it uses cryptocurrency and the blockchain.
0: Yeah, and you know, he puts us in crippling debt. <laughs> Please, all things, all things millennials love. Yeah. Uh, so uh if no one has anything else to share
1: speak now forever hold your peace uh, uh I, I think there's only one thing we can title this this episode which is triple a
2: okay fair enough
1: okay <laughs> I, 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 maybe i'm too
0: sleepy yeah uh, but yeah, uh, that's gonna do it for this week's episode of Gaming Fix, episode thirty. Uh, please, I always forget to say this, but please like, comment, I don't know, comment, can, yeah, comment, subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, uh, and help us out, please. Thank you. Uh, you can find me on the internet at Coolslaw, C O O L S L four W. Not on the internet. You can find me on Twitter at that. Nowhere
1: else. Uh, <laughs> alex where can people find you um you can find me as well as some of our videos up at pornhub.com slash users slash c-o-o-l-s-l-4-w uh and we have uh episode or two up of our podcast right there for you to view at any given time oh God! and allison
2: uh you can find me on twitter at w-r-i-t-e-r-s-e-r-e-n-y-t-y and i Tend to post. I also have some other blog stuff that I'm doing, but I, I it'll post there. So follow me on Twitter.
0: Hell yeah. Okay. Uh, you know, Erica, she's in Japan watching some wrestling, so I imagine her podcast, Tempered Expectations, will have an episode about like the G1 climax. I think it would. They would have an episode either way, but you know, they're at the last three days, so that's probably something you won't want to miss. <laughs> That's tempered expectations. I don't know when that'll go up. I don't think they're on like a regular schedule. Plus they're in Japan for yeah. another two weeks or
1: something. And I imagine in a few weeks when we get uh our good friend Sam back from America, he's gonna be talking all about apple pie and shotguns and stuff like that. So things New York is famous for.
0: Yep. Shut so it's is the big apple. You put cheese uh, on their apple pies. You know, Some I don't keep- I don't care for
1: pie crust
2: i've never had cheese on an apple pie so i don't know
1: cheese whiz it's usually sliced cheese isn't it
0: yeah yeah You know, usually people do like a slice of cheddar this is a Mm -hmm. podcast topic and they've talked about this let's uh, let's not get it go there let's not let's
1: not Uh, double up the content
0: i mean this thing that was like years ago but still uh Yeah, that is going to do it for this episode. This has been your girl's favorite ESRB rating coming at you. Happy trails and have a good day. So long, everybody. Bye. (laughs) Bye, Onara.